everyone, this is the <laughs> you need to know. Brought to you by our friends, Agvisor Pro. Hey, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Agvisor Pro. And uh, check them out on the web, too. They get answers now. We must have a question now, don't we? Oh, yeah. I have the app pulled up right here. And I have a wonderful question. Uh, I haven't answered it yet. But by the time this airs, I will have answered it. The question is... Under the crop protection section, so surprise, surprise, we're answering something in the crop protection into the questions. This person is looking for opinions on water volumes. They are mixing AIM, so carfentrazone, with glyphosate for burndown. They are applying at 40 liters per acre or 10.6 gallons US gallon per acre. And the that is what the minimum rate that the AIM label says. This individual says they've gone as low as seven U.S. gallons previously, but wondering if they can push lower for glyphosate efficacy. What are your thoughts? So when I read that, the first thing I think of is why is AIM being added to that glyphosate as a tank mix? Well, I, uh, I, I even rewind a little further back and ask, why are they asking if they can get away with a lighter uh, volume, uh, application volume? Why would a lower water, water volume work for glyphosate? I guess that's that's where I want to track to first, and then go. I think where you're you're headed on that, Jason. So hammer it, hammer down. Let's hammer down on this. Let's let's shift down and let's talk glyphosate. If you are going to be applying that by itself, just glyphosate by itself. So the idea is, is if you apply glyphosate by itself, there used to be this thought process that you could do something called droplet loading. So if you had less water volume. You had higher concentration glyphosate in every water droplet. You had more glyphosate in every water droplet. Applying that lower water volume, glyphosate being systemic, you would actually get more concentrated glyphosate going into the plant, getting great efficacy out of that. Versus other herbicides are more contact and you need coverage. This, you just need to land a concentrated droplet onto the plant and then the glyphosate will translocate and do its thing. So that's where this individual is coming from, is that in glyphosate, you can get away with lower water volume. You can get away with lower carrier volumes because you have concentrated spray. And through that concentrated spray, as long as you land the droplet onto the physical plant you're trying to target, you're going to get wonderful activity out of that glyphosate. So that, yeah, that's the that, idea there. He's wondering if he can transfer that same thought process, or, or I guess uh, I'm interpreting what he's thinking is that, Glyphosate's always going to work better at lower water volumes because it's more concentrated. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna probably do ten before you do fifteen, and you have a tendency to go maybe to five with glyphosate over ten. And uh, yeah, that's the pile effect. I think that was uh, Doctor Nalawaya. There you go, the pile effect. Field. So it's yep. So it's concentration issue, and that is true. That that product is it does work that way and has a tendency. But when you uh, my part of the question is, is now that you're taking, you're taking AIM, which is a contact product and putting it in with that parameters that fit glyphosate very well. And AIM's parameters are on the opposite end. You right. say you want coverage. So if you, if you're putting AIM in with glyphosate, the first thing I'm thinking of in my geography is you have group nine glyphosate resistant kosher. And so now you're putting AIM in there in order to, to handle that scenario. And you know how kosher is going to be? There's going to be a lot of little plants. They have little furry, fuzzy um, defense mechanisms on the leaves. And you're trying to use AIM to 
get through that because the hairs are keeping the droplets off the green plant tissue. And uh, if you have that tank mix and you go to five or seven gallons of water volume per acre, you're not really getting any benefit as much as you could uh, that aim. And how you need to do that is you need to up your water volume. And right. my my response to that is at least 10 gallons, probably somewhere between 10 and 12, depending on there, there's other factors, size, size of your weeds and your conditions. And there's other factors that go into it, which I'm sure we'll explain in quite a bit of detail. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the deal when you're talking tank mixes is, is that it depends on what else is in the tank mix. If it was glyphosate truly by itself, then going lower water volume carriers is great. As long as you can actually get physical coverage on your target plants. But when things are in your tank mix that are coverage type herbicides, then you need to apply coverage. This doesn't necessarily mean that your glyphosate isn't going to perform to the same level. Glyphosate is still proven to perform at 10 and 15 and 20 gallons almost no differently than it does at five gallons. So again, that's an old school thought process. That's older weed science data. Yes, is there data that supports the pile theory or the pile effect that Dr. Nalawaya kind of started with, that droplet loading. But weed science since then has shown that one is the tank mix matters. What's What else is in the tank? You have to glyphosate. If you're adding something to glyphosate, it's because you need the other thing to work. But glyphosate by itself still performs really virtually no differently, you know, even at higher water volume. I would venture to guess that when you were doing plot work, that the tips you had in delivered 15 gallons an acre because it's super easy math when you're doing small plot work. And that's that's what I do. And mm-hmm. my glyphosate performance has been always has been outstanding. Right. I've done a now I've done a ton of 15 yeah. gallons and it works great. Yeah. So then. There's there's other things with AIM that need, you need to pay attention to. So it's a group 14 chemistry. So it, it likes that coverage aspect that Kyle talked about. It's a contact product. One thing that would really help it out is that I know if you're spraying AIM by itself, you're going to want to have a non-ionic surfactant in there. So let's say that the glyphosate that you're using um, is probably going to have some sort of load in it, partial full load. And you're probably going to be using some sort of AMS. Um, so maybe additional NIS isn't totally critical, but one adjuvant that you might consider is a high surfactant methylated seed oil mm-hmm. because it is compatible with that glyphosate, doesn't deter your performance there, and it enhances the AMPs. And if in a kosher is your target, to me that is that is essential. Right. So an oil, an oil adjuvant is really important, but a high surfactant methylated oil adjuvant is a big critical piece to this, in my opinion. Most of your high surfactant methylated oil adjuvants do not antagonize glyphosate. You don't know that for sure with regular oil adjuvants. Regular oil adjuvants, some antagonize glyphosate, some don't, and that isn't something that companies are going to disclose because, one, they may not actually know if that's true or not, and no one requires them to test those things. But then you get certain companies that, or or uh, universities or other third parties that do their weed science research, and they find that there are certain oil adjuvants that do antagonize glyphosate. But in general, that high surfactant oil class, so the HSMOCs, the HSCOCs, 
they they don't cause any issues with glyphosate permits. In this case, are you going to use a uh, any crop oil? Or are you going to use an MSO? I will pick an MSO over crop oil. Um, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two reasons in my head why I would choose that is. The methylated, well, if you look at it, so you have three levels of oil adjuvants or surfactants. You have, at that one level, you have NIS, surfactant, kind of gives a little bit of sizzle. And then you move up and over, and you have your COCs that provide a little more burn. And then you have those MSOs that are just lighting things up. I mean, they have way, way, way more efficacy than those other two classes. So at the bottom of the rung... Your general surfactant class, NIS, then crop oil concentrate, then methylated seed oil. And yeah. and the burn just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And when it's cold, generally when you're doing a pre-seed burn down, methylated seed oil is absolutely necessary. Where if you're other places like, say, you're in Ontario or you're in the Midwestern U.S., lots of precip, lots of humidity, warmer weather, COCs, the crop oil concentrates are fine. But when you travel west... And you have colder starts, especially, or lower humidity, the uh, methylated seed oils are huge. It's a big difference. So so kind of back on the aim thing, it's uh, it's definitely water volumes critical. I don't think you should be looking at how low you can go. I think if it's uh, 40 liters per acre, 10 gallons, then you stick with that. And, and don't try to, and I know you're saying on the question you go down to seven, but I can promise your performance is better with relative higher water volume with aim. Yeah. And, and and two, you will not lose your efficacy on your glyphosate by going to a higher carrier volume. So make sure you're choosing a carrier volume that matches the entire tank mix. And another thing, if you want to put things in your favor, that uh, in my experience, AIM's not this lights out rock star type product. It, it can be. It can't be. So it's kind of <laughs> depends on. It's a very rate dependent and it is very weed size dependent. So at least here in the U.S., you're probably going to be at least at a minimum of one ounce and you are going to want to have relatively small weeds and small is going to be, you're going to definitely want to be under, in my opinion, inch and a half. Uh, the smaller you can get, the better it looks. So that's, that's just some other factors that, that play into it. Don't expect it to be, oh, I'll, I'll increase my water. I'll use an MSO and then I'm on really tall, tough weeds. It's it's still going to be a challenge. I know that rate thing. That's a good call out there because uh, where does the rate range start again? I think it's at a half ounce, right? On, mm-hmm. on AIM. And generally, what do we all want to do when we see a rate range? We want to go right to the bottom of the rate range, right? Because will we get the activity we need out of that product? Let's face it. No chemistry is cheap. AIM's no different in that scenario. So everyone wants to go to the half ounce rate, but like you're saying, Jason, it's important. You gotta have you gotta have that rate there. I mean, this thing, you need really small weeds. We're not talking deer can height or shorter. We're talking we're talking pretty dang short stuff. Small yeah. stuff that that you're gonna really get the efficacy out of that. The only time I really see AIM really enhance things is look at like your sulfentrazone and AIM mixes, Spartan charge, sulfentrazone, carfentrazone. That's where AIM really shines is when that's added as another group 14 into those mixes. So you got to do everything you can to really heat that stuff up. There's probably another factor in there too. And that is that when we're spraying glyphosate, we're traditionally using ultra low drift, large droplet size tips. Mm, that's a great call. So you, 
So you got to remember, too, that you're going to need that coverage is you're probably going to have to go down to more of a medium sized droplet because it's uh, you, you just you have to get material on your target. So if you're going to use a glyphosate tip and it's a, you know, ultra low drift or whatever it is, you might have that's probably going to have to bring your water volume up from that standpoint, too, because it's uh, you get small weeds, you need a lot of coverage. You can, I've seen places where you got big droplets. You can see exactly where the droplet hit in a patch of weeds. And there's partial mm-hmm. coverage control. There's decent control over here. Then there's spots. It's like, why is there nothing here? You know, so pay attention to that as well. So it's a, I don't know. We've probably made it more complicated. It is, but it's factors that, that go into it. And yeah, we're agronomists. We go out and look at, we make things complicated. We've got out and looked at the fields. <laughs> and you, these are the factors. You start going down the list. One of these topics I used the wrong water volume. Uh, I sprayed weeds that are too large. I didn't use a rate and I wasn't using tips that really benefited me as well. So, nope, I agree with that. And that that's a great catch at the end there. So to kind of summarize this, keep your carrier volume at that 40 liters, 10 gallons an acre. That is important. You'll find that you'll get better coverage that way. And no, you will not see a, a loss in efficacy from your glyphosate, the methylated seed oils, especially the high surfactant methylated oils are going to really make aim work extremely well. And then the, the nozzle thing. So generally burn down five gallon work or low water volume carrier work. You're using these ultra low drift nozzles, super common on all the John Deere sprayers for sure, but it is everywhere and they make very coarse droplets and they work great with glyphosate by itself, but make sure that you're using something that makes a more medium size droplet so you get the coverage you need do the job so good coverage not only means carrier volume the right nozzles add the add the adjuvant you need and always always if you're adding something to glyphosate cover the needs of why you're adding the other herbicide and that is the you need to know this week that is (laughs) so we'll see you guys 